Welcome. This is our daily podcast from Seacoast Grace Church. We believe that Jesus changes everything. And and as we come to understand what that means, we begin to live our lives differently. And I think as we live our lives differently, people take note. And we might even bring change to our world. So welcome. Glad you're here. Hey everyone, Pastor Matt here. Welcome to day 19 of Send It. We're almost there. Can't wait to celebrate with you this weekend. Today, we continue to learn about sacrifice and what it looks like for you to step into the great work that God is doing around you. Today, Tara is serving us by reading our Devo. Let's get going. Today's scripture is from Ephesians 2, 4 through 10. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Today's Devo is titled, God Has a Plan. How are you feeling? The last couple of days might have been a little rough. We've been messing around in your kitchen. Most of us are more than a little sensitive when it comes to our personal finances, but we're not just messing with you. We've got a good reason for poking the bear. And no, it's not because we want you to give us your money. It's because when you step out of money's trap and put it in its correct place in your life, you can finally be free to step into all of God's good plans for you. You will finally be able to use all of the resources God has assigned for you to manage your time, your talents, and your treasure to participate with Him in the work He has prepared especially for you from the beginning of time. And here's the really beautiful thing. God hasn't been waiting around for you to dream up something big and brilliant that you can do for Him. He is at work all around you, right now. All you need to do is recognize it and join Him. Many of us spend years waiting for a specific answer to a specific question. What is God's will for my life? But if you're waiting for an answer to that question, you will be waiting a long time. It's the wrong question. The question we should be asking is, what is God's will? The answer to that question is not a secret. God has revealed it on every page of the Bible. He is seeking to be in relationship with all of humanity. Wherever you see people turning to God, asking questions about Him, or experiencing His conviction, mercy, and grace, that's Him working out His plan in the world. Invest there. When He reveals to you where He's working, That's his invitation for you to join him in his work. If you look at the great heroes of faith, Abraham, Joseph, Joshua, David, Elisha, you don't just see people who had big plans for God. They had big plans from God. The Bible commends them for their compliance, not their performance. When he calls them, they are ready. Their character is established, their resources are available, and they are ready to obey. When they step into his plan, he does more through their lives than they could ever have dreamed. And he will do the same for you. 
Well, hey, welcome to our very last Devo for this uh, series, the whole Send It podcast and Devos, and um, the very ta- daunting task of listening to us for, I think, what is it, 21 days? Is that how long it is? Yeah. It's a pretty long time. But Autumn, you wrote something that I just wanted to um, circle back on and get everyone's thoughts on. It was um, uh, kind of a paragraph on page two that I just want to share with us. It says, many of us spend years waiting for a specific answer to a specific question. What is God's will for my life? But if you're waiting for an answer to that question, you'll be waiting for a long time. The wrong question. The question we should be asking is, what is God's will? And I was thinking about this last week as I was reading this Devo. Where'd you get that from? Experiencing God. Oh, that was good, dude. That was good. That was good. Well, I'm gonna, I, if I could, I'd add to it. I don't know if I can improve it, but I'll add to it. And that is, um, what has he already revealed about his will? And I, I think of it in that lens because if you aren't currently being obedient to his general will, why would you ever think that he's going to reveal to you his personal will for your life, right? Much of the Devo for this week, but really today, is about God's revealed will to be with you and for you to participate in what he's doing on the planet, on earth, in, in humanity, um, through his church. And so really, I guess in proximity to that thought, what are your thoughts about this Devo? If you could quantify um, how much of like, and maybe this is a silly question, is how much is God's general will guides our life versus his special will? So, Probably more general. Yeah, like, but, but what percentage would you put on it? Like, would you say... 90-10, probably. Okay, so like 90% of what God's will is, he's already told you, and it's in the scriptures, you just have to follow it, and it's just that 10% that we focus on, and we go, but I was But what did you really yeah, mean? Yeah, but what about like, me? Like, what about me specifically? Yeah. Like, like, he said tithe, serve, don't ask us when you're married. Uh, you know, pretty clear things. All, you know? all the things he's commanded us to, it's all in there, and then we focus in on that little 10%, which we go, yeah, yeah, but what about my gifts? Yeah. What about my my specific re- things that I'm supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what? Are the, well, yeah. What thoughts do you guys have? I I think it's funny when you start talking about like God's will because a lot of times it, when I talk to people, it's the path of least resistance. Mm. It's like oh, if if God opens a door, it's like they just go the path of least. Satan opens resistance. doors too, right? Yeah, and it's just like no, no, no. That's not how. It, and what is my? I really admire Amy Carmichael. She was a missionary in India and one of the things she said to people is they asked like how do you get so many people to come to India and give their lives here and she goes well whenever they say they want to become a missionary in India I ask that God puts massive obstacles in their path and it's like because then they know tenacity this this is God's will and I think like a lot of times we don't think of that we just go oh well God closed that door because it got hard and I'm going to go to this open door and it's just it's not true it's not it's not true. Yeah. So this um, experiencing God is absolutely one of my favorite books ever written. Like anytime, anything that I ever write for Seacoast is always going to have something from experiencing God in it. And he, one of the things that he says is that open doors and closed doors absolutely are not an indicator of God's will. Like when we always say like, oh, where are the open doors? What are the closed doors? Like sometimes, sometimes a door might seem like it's closed and, and it's really just that we have to push a little bit push a little bit, you know, and, um, and, and experiencing God is all about discerning God's voice and, you know, how he speaks to us. And that instead of just like looking at open doors and closed doors are kind of a superstitious way of thinking that we can hear from God. And, um, he really trains us on the way that we hear from God is we look to scripture, you know, we pray and we listen to God's people, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then every once in a while, he's going to speak to us in a voice from the, cl- the clouds. And that's what everyone is always trying to wait for. Like, I want the burning bush experience. But 
99% of the time he's going to talk through his word, he's going to talk through prayer, and he's going to talk through his people. That's good. Doyle, you probably know where I'm going with this, but we all are sitting in this room and have jobs because 30-something years ago, you were faithful to a, walking through what appeared to be a closed door when you started our church. Can you talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, so, so um, this idea of obedience to God, I, I, was, I felt like I was supposed to start a, uh, a church. I presented a proposal to the church I worked for, could, and they could have easily sponsored me. And, and, um, and, and my senior pastor, who I admired and respected greatly, said no. And I, I was really confused because I really felt like I was supposed to start a church. And so I went with one of the other pastors, and we went out and we played tennis one day, and, and we were talking, and I said, uh, he's an older gentleman, uh, kind of a mentor to the younger guys, and I was one of the younger guys, and I said, Paul, what do I do? I feel like, you know, he goes, well, in this case, I always just keep doing the last thing I know for sure God told me to do. And if, I'm, if, if, if I keep doing the last thing for sure I know God told me to do, he'll show me what the next one is and when it is. And... Uh, his point was that if you'll be obedient in the general things, if you'll be obedient to God in the things you know to do, when it comes time for some specific direction, he'll get you there. And the truth is I had the right idea. I just had the wrong place in time. And and so I just kept doing faithfully with a good heart, clean heart, not anger or bitterness or anything. I just kept doing that, and then I ended up doing what I wanted to do in downtown Chicago, I ended up doing in, in Seal Beach, uh, interestingly enough. And, uh, but it was then God's timing and God's call. And so, yeah, I got told no. Uh, and, and, I, and that was listening to God's people, because my pastor was one of God's people. And, and so, okay, it seemed like a no. And, and the other doors were, were, were closed also, which didn't hurt, you know, I didn't have a choice. I mean, I guess I could have run through that and gone ahead and done one in Chicago. But uh, I just sense, okay, sometimes God's people need to help me decide. And that was God's people saying no, and so it's okay. And then when it, the door opened for real, then, uh, then I knew that uh, I was prepared for it and God's people were speaking positively into that. That's great, thanks for sharing, yeah. Our next question, one of the phrases we use around here is using your, your time, your talents, your treasures really for kingdom work. So I guess over your guys' ministry careers, have you seen people do this well and, and do this completely wrong? So one of the reasons, so one of the reasons I, I really wanted to include this Devo as kind of our last Devo for the, the whole series was, um, you know, I'm hoping, like we're all hoping that throughout this and as we are going to be focusing on Send It for the next couple of years, that people are going to start serving and start sharing their faith and they're going to start giving and letting God have control over their finances. And because we are such an individualistic and, indiv you know, independent people just in general, um, my fear is that all of these people are going to think, okay, now I have to invent all the good things that have to happen. <laughs> you know, I have to invent a ministry that I'm going to start funding. I have to invent a way to serve. And, um, and I just, I think, oh, I really want them to be part of what we're doing too. <laughs> you know, I want them to look at what God is already doing and jump in there. You know, like Doyle said, the last the last thing that God told you to do, start there and then see if he opens your eyes to something else. That that's a bigger need, but start by being obedient. Don't start by just being independent. So, um, I don't know if that answers yeah, your yeah, questions, yeah, yeah. but yeah. that was that's something that's been on my heart. Anyone else about time, talents, and treasures using it to kind of build their kingdom or, or God's? 
So my takeaway um, for some of the, yeah, well, for this Devo and some of the messages coming up is just do something. Yeah, just, get just do something. Get yeah, we have this analysis paralysis where we try to figure out, okay, God, what ministries do you specifically want me to do? What does this look like? And it's like, just do something. Get your foot in the door. Yeah, just start doing something. And so Dole and I actually, not an argument, but we, we kind of keep going back on these different ideas, which is, um, he's like, maybe we should have people do like gifts assessments and find out. I haven't given up on that, by the way. I know you haven't. Um, and, and I said, and my pushback to him is, or let's just have, like, just jump in somewhere. Because we want to find out what's our perfect spot. What did God create me to do? What is, is it? He created you to do something, to be a part of what he's doing in the world. And so um, you may not know exactly what that is for a while, and that's okay. Is Maybe God's got to teach you something along the way. And so I just keep coming back to this idea of do something. You think uh, clarity of calling comes... Um after the faithfulness of just getting engaged, yes. stepping in. Yeah, and, yeah, and you, you're going to learn things about yourself and about the church, and God's going to work on things, and then it's maybe down the road that you're going to go, oh, that's why, and like your story is, oh, that's why you said no, or that's why I had to go in this direction is because you were preparing me for that. And so don't get stuck in analysis paralysis. Do something. That's good, yeah. And one of the questions that you wrote, it's often a question that I, I, we hear from a lot of people, which is, which is, what is God's plan for my life? And then you wrote, why is that the wrong question? I guess for the rest of us, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Well, I think it goes back to what Cody was just talking about is in my, my story, it was just about realizing that I needed to be a fisherman. man. I needed to share my faith. And I just started obediently doing that. And, <clears throat> you know, I, I ended up, in a very rural village of 100%, you know, not my religion, living there. And I, people would always say, how did you end up here? It's like, well, God tricked me because I just did one simple step of obedience. And the next thing I know, I'm here. And it's like, that's how it is. It's just like, just do something and God's going to help you find it, your calling. He's going to lead you through that. And you're going to look back and you're going to be like, man, I don't know if I would have said yes at that point in the beginning point, yeah. if I knew where it was going to end yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But thank you, God, for leading me here because this is where I'm called and I feel purpose here. So I think it's, it's just that idea of just doing that one thing and God will guide you through doing that one thing. Mm, that's good. I see it as kind of... Um, I don't know, like, we're all, we're just, you guys can help me flesh this out a little bit, but like, we're all just, we have this little part. We can't see the whole picture. We can just see, we just see our little part and we want control over that little part. Like the reason we want to know God's whole plan for our life is because we want to make sure that we want to take all the steps that he's going to, he's going to have us take. Still trusting him. Yeah. And, um, and what we don't see is the bigger picture and we don't see how our life is going to intersect with everyone else's lives. And, you know, we, that's, we're not ever going to see that this side of heaven and um, you know our minds couldn't comprehend it um, and so that's why it's like we you don't I've, I've given you enough information for what you need you just you just do your part and trust that I'm weaving all of the other parts in with that so yeah he's a good God he's yeah. a good God and he loves us and he wants what's best for us yeah you can trust him and we can trust him and we just we want to know the whole plan so we can say oh, okay well I'll give you this, but I just don't really want to give this. So is it going to include this? You know, I, I heard a phrase recently was don't um, miss God's plan for your life by manufacturing your own. And I can't think of a sadder thing than you spend your entire life manufacturing a plan. And yet this whole time God had something that was infinitely better 
and then you get into your later years and realize like, oh, God had so much more. There were things in heaven on the shelf that I could have grabbed that he had for me, right? Like I want all that God wants for me, right? Well, this last question kind of uh, is a juxtaposition to something you said earlier about uh, dreaming up what we can do for God versus kind of stepping into what he's already doing. Um, I guess, could we discuss the difference for a little bit? So one of the things that we have done with some international kind of global ministries is that one of the things that some of us are called to be pioneers, to go into places that, so, so going to Indonesia, going to a place where there weren't a lot of Christians, that's kind of pioneering missionary work. But many of us would do better unless God uniquely and specifically leads us to that. Might do better starting off somewhere where God's already at work hmm. and just partnering with what's already happening. And so uh, over the years, people have asked me, if I wasn't a pastor, you know, Doyle, if you were a pastor, where would you go to church? And what's interesting is I, don't, I wouldn't evaluate the church. One of the churches I picked over the years had terrible, not terrible music, but very formal music, let's put it that way. And uh, I would have gone there because their mission was so uh, vibrant and so clear, and they were so on mission. And I, I have, to, and it was a church in another part of the country. It's one of the few churches that I really think that I would enjoy. Not because I, didn't, I wouldn't necessarily enjoy the music, uh, and the and the culture of the church is kind kind of different than ours. But I love their mission because I could see God was doing something there. And so maybe one of the things that to help us get started is just look around where God's doing something and join them. You know, like if you got if you it, so for me, if I sit outside and I watch junior high kids coming coming to, to to their class. I want to get involved in that. Now, you haven't let me. You told me I couldn't, but that's not true. Uh, but I want to because the excitement generated there, just it fires me up. Now, children's, I can't work at children's because I cry every week. Because I, I see little kids come to church, I cry. I just It's just so moving to me. Um, and so just look around and see what God's doing. And just say, is there some way I can be of help? I, I'll just I'll, I'll work in the kitchen. I'll work on a snack shack. I'll do whatever it is. I just want to be a part of what God's doing. One of my prayers these days is, God, thank you for letting me be a part of what you're doing. Please let me always be a part of what you're doing. It doesn't need to be about me. Nobody needs to know I'm involved in it. I just want the joy of being involved in what you're doing. And so I think just looking around what God's doing and just... You don't need to be vital to that ministry. The Holy Spirit's already there. The Holy Spirit's vital. You might get to be a part of it. You might get the joy of being a part of it. And I think that's also true of our giving. We, this week we started about t talking about tithing and so on. For the joy set before him, Christ went to the cross. For the joy of seeing lives change, I'm giving. For the joy of seeing little kids come to know Jesus, I, I, I would give my time and energy for the joy. And so, so much of the talk about money and about serving and God's will is about duty. And No, it's the fun part. Come on, you're missing the fun part. It's the joy. And uh, yeah. That's good. Any other thoughts? I think um, dreaming without action is nothing more than good intentions. Cody, when I first um, got hired here um, in <clears throat> 2011, um, there was a cubicle for interns that you had out here. And in it, um, there was a, uh, a Bible that uh, didn't appear to be anybody's. And so I asked you if I could take it, and, and you said, yeah. And so that was my first Bible actually that I had. Um, like one that I could, like, wasn't like in the like, King James or something like that. So it was an ESV version. And um, I remember uh, the next morning opening it up, and um, it was a men's devotional Bible. And the uh, opening chapter um, said, uh, it was entitled Ref, and it had a quote that said, no one's impressed with the win-loss record of a ref. And I said, because they're not involved. 
And I started to think through that this last week and thinking about really like what God cares most about in the church about is our participation. Like he wants us to be involved. Because no one cares about the win-loss record of a ref. They care about you getting involved. And that was actually one of the, the moments in my life that I was like, I think I had a whole plan, you know, joining the military, wanted to be an FBI, and my first year and a half, two years was studying criminology in college. But that moment where I grabbed that Bible and opened it up was like, maybe, maybe God has ministry for me. It was this kind of changing moment in my life where I thought, like, I can't think of, a, like, it, it appears to be that the church is God's plan A, it's strategy A, and one, to reach the world around us, right? To reach lost people, to restore mankind, um, and to bring, you know, healing where there's no hope and, 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 and despair and, and all of those things. And so I guess as we end today's podcast, as we think about service, sacrifice, sharing, all of the stuff, like Cody said earlier, it's just get involved, right? Just move the ball forward, whether that means just starting to give in some capacity in a way, whether that be time, treasure, or talent. And the command in Scripture is to give all of them, right? But just start moving forward in faithfulness. Before we send them on their way, do you guys have any last comments or thoughts? Wait, could, could I ask a question? Fire. Um, how has this devotional changed you guys? What, what are you going to respond to this devotional? How is it going to shape your life? I think we're going to get better air conditioning in this room. <laughs> That's, good That's good stuff. I'm dying in here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think for me, uh, the I, I mentioned it last last week that the share week really convicted me, and um, and I've already started changing some things. Um, I've I've started changing the way I approach conversations, especially conversations with non-believers. And um, last week, I actually shared my testimony with somebody, oh, and awesome. it was just because I was able to like put some of the strategies that we, you know, and it was just like oh. I don't know why I've been so afraid to do this my whole life, you know, and we've talked about it before. And I feel like for my generation, I was raised in the church and they did not train us how to evangelize. They trained us how to invite people to church. They didn't train us how to evangelize. And so even just us going through and doing this has really, it's impacted me. And, um, and that, that was pretty exciting for me to like put the stuff that we were like, okay, we said that this was going to work. I'm going to try it. And it did. And, um, you know, I, it was just planting a little seed, like, Hey, I got to share my, I got to share my testimony with somebody. So that was it for me. For me, the most convicting one has been share as well. Like, it's not that I don't clock out, you know, when I leave here, it's like, Oh yeah, there's still a ministry that's to my neighbors and all the people that are around me. So anyways, what about you? So I think the thing that I learned for me was, well, the thing that was challenging to me was the serve section because, uh, you know, I, I work for the church and so, I think of that as my service. But then I am asking people that work 40, 50 hours a week to, on top of that, to do more service. And it's like, no, I need to give more time. Like, I need to say, like, this is the time I work for the church, but I need to go above that. If, I, if I'm asking other people to step above that, I need to go above that. And I need to serve probably in, in ways that... In junior high ministry, that's where... That's <laughs> yeah, where. but that don't count towards what I'm actually trying to do. Like do things that are behind the scenes and not do things that are important. So that was one of the big challenge and takeaway for me. Yeah. I think I learned how much I'm just nailing it at this whole faith thing. Mm, good. Tell and me being about like it. a Christian Tell and everything. Yeah, no, it's going super good. What would Cody do? Uh, yeah, like that's going to be our next series, I think, is what would Cody do? Um, no, I mean... So this week I've been studying a bunch about sharing our faith and um, 
the autumn always says, oh, you guys are really good at sharing your faith. And I'm good when I am put in the situation where I need to share my faith, but I'm not proactive mm. in doing it. So if someone asks questions or the opportunity like arises and they kind of it presents itself, I'm like, yeah, great. I, you know, I've, I've studied this. Let's have the conversation. But am I being proactive? And so I was getting a haircut yesterday and I was feeling very convicted going, um, everything in me does not want to have a conversation right now with this guy. I want to put my headphones in. I don't even want to make eye contact. Like, let's just, let's go. And, um, and that's not what it looks like to be a person who is sharing their faith wherever they go. Mm. That's good. I think two for me. One is that uh, I think that I'm convicted about not being as bold in talking about finances as I need to be. I think that's something we have. Everybody that just heard that is like, oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, yeah this is great. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Doyle's going to preach more about finances. <laughs> I, think, I think that's unfortunate. But I, I think it is a service to people when you help them be generous, help them learn to be generous. And there is such joy in that. Um, the other one is weird. It's, I, don't know, I don't know what about the devotionals has triggered this, but there is this, I've had an experience in the last... Uh, couple weeks about just being prompted by the Holy Spirit uh, and so I, 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 won't, I won't be too specific about this but I was in a I was in a business setting and it appeared to me that the proprietor was failing and um, I, I and so I left and I'd been thinking about it and praying about it, it was, and it was, the, the failure was really frustrating because it was affecting me personally negatively uh, and so um, I was, I was mad at first, like, who are you to mess up this deal, whatever it is. And, and then I began to pray about it and think about it. I began to feel kind of some compassion for this proprietor of this, this business. And I remembered that I know somebody who's been in that business very successfully, who's no longer in that business, who is one of those people who is retired, but it was a forced retirement uh, for some health reasons. And I just had this thought, why don't I introduce those guys? Now the proprietor wasn't asking for my help. Doesn't even know that I, and maybe my perception's wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's not. They're in trouble. And and so I, I went in and I was done with business, getting ready to check out. And there, it, I, this doesn't happen to me often. You talk about you know the the opportunity to share, or the prompting to share, whatever. The, I almost felt like I couldn't leave the building unless I went and talked to the proprietor, the owner, about my friend and connected the two of them. And so I went and did this, and, the, and, and in this scenario, this is a pretty unusual thing to do, and I went and did it, and I gave him my friend's phone number, and then I called my friend and asked him afterwards if it was okay if I gave his, his phone number out. But I don't know what's gonna happen with it, but it was very clear to me in that moment there was some kingdom thing that needed to happen, that there was some kingdom that my friend who goes to the church here is a Christian guy, that somehow maybe he'll redeem some of his pain uh, of having to, to step aside in helping this other person, and there might be a net kingdom gain in there. So I think maybe for me, the, and I want to tell the story to make myself sound good, because there are other promptings I ignore, and there are other promptings that aren't from the Holy Spirit that I don't ignore, so it's a whole deal. But I think as we realize that this whole thing is a kingdom issue, all of it, the more sensitive we get in one area and obedient we get, the more aware we are in other areas where God wants to use us, leading us toward this great adventure of sending it, sending the gospel into the world, sending this, this uh, 
our gifts and talents into other people's lives. I, I think it's a real deal. And I think the more we learn to live in this adventure, uh, the more exciting life gets and the more meaningful it is. Awesome. Well, thank you. Well, uh, that is it for all the 21 days of Devo's. Do Ooh. us a favor. If you uh, see Autumn walking around our oh, campus, <laughs> tell her thank you. She's re- She wrote all of these. You gathered our tech team here so all these podcasts could be um, uh, uploaded and done. And so uh, just uh, thank you, Autumn. You're welcome. And uh, bring the guys a cold drink because this room is real hot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Water, please. Iced coffee. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Now we're going to turn it back to you, our listeners. If you'd like to learn more about this topic, the main resource for today's Devo is Experiencing God by Richard Blackaby. We have some questions for you to think about as we close today. Number one, have you ever had an experience of coming across a good work that God had prepared in advance for you? What was it like? Two, what is the difference between dreaming up a big plan for God and stepping into something he's already doing? And three, where do you sense that God is calling you to invest your time, talent, and treasure? How is this different from what you are already doing? What changes do you need to make? Hey, thanks for joining us today. We hope that you take something that you heard, something you learned, something that was moving for you, and you do something about it. As we end this week of podcasts, our goal is not to just inform you, but to inspire you, to encourage you to step forward in your faith and do something new, something that God has been calling you to. And so please don't just listen, enjoy, learn, take action, figure out what God wants you to do next. Join us again on our next podcast.